0: The less casual gaming, you'll
1: So you are listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play games badly and then talk shit about them. Today, we are joining you, this is a couple of days after we had an event.
0: It it was eventful, to say the absolute (laughs)
1: least. Uh, On the weekend, part of uh, Throw the Dice's All Systems Go, We, we were one of the five games played this weekend and we looked after the Blood Bowl side of things. So did our usual thing, ran a little sevens event. So if you're at all interested in Blood Bowl, keep listening. If you're not probably not the episode for I you. I mean keep
0: keep listening anyway. Like don't don't let me discourage you, but also be fully aware what you're signing up for here. <laughs> uh, this treated Yeah the good thing here I'm thinking about it being an event, and eventful, and the fact we were playing Blood Bowl, particularly Sevens, is we kicked off at like 10 o'clock, right? Which is some, after the two games that were on with us. Some of those players were up early enough to see the event horizon.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we were on the same day as 40K and Lord of the Rings. Two games which are yeah. considerably longer than Sevens.
0: Um, but it was like it, cool. Just as a as a concept though, we had the three games going on, different schedules, different times, different everything, different TOs, all in the same big sort of open hall space. So there was there was a lot of kind of stuff going on. There was when you weren't playing games, you could go and just see what other stuff was happening. You could go heckle, you know, mates playing different systems because they chose the wrong one, all that kind <laughs> of jazz. <laughs> Um, so it was actually a pretty cool and you know feedback I got was, hey, this is actually a pretty cool format. This is you know we, we like being around more than just the blood bowl.
1: Yes. Look, we, we had quite a few uh, onlookers throughout the day. Um, quite a few comments about the the setup that we had with the, the seven Smats and all that sort of stuff going. Uh, quite a few people dropping by, and grabbing some uh, TCG dice, which was kind of nice. So, yeah. yeah, that was a good little day. cool.
0: And look, and it probably, you know, kind of helpful that we literally split the hole down the middle. Yeah. Um, so you had 40Ks and all their tables up one side. You had Lord of the Rings and, and all their tables up the other side and literally in a line down between them. We were the great divide between those two systems. Mm-hmm. We, they just, um, so we had what seven, we had eight, but we had seven tables running, um, in a line literally between them, which worked really, really well because it means people could kind of run up and down and, and have a look at, at different teams, different games, and see what was going on. Um, to get to, from one side of the hall to the other, you've literally had to go past and potentially around, um. Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I think it worked rather well. I think so. And uh, kudos to Rich uh, from Throw the Dice for, for not only putting it all together, but um, delivering on his promises, yeah. really. It was a great little weekend, and I'm sure that yeah. everybody that came along and had a look had a bit of fun.
0: Yeah. Super cool. But importantly, we ran some Blood Bowl. We did. We ran some Blood Bowl 7s, which
1: is even better. So shall we get into the teams?
0: Yeah. Right. So, I mean, we had, oh, I said, 14 players on the day, um, but that was after a couple of people had life happen, mm-hmm. uh, as is always the way. So, there are a couple of dropouts. I haven't taken them out of the team stuff or any of the info I had, but um, this is so this is based on who intended on coming. Yep. Uh, more than anything. Um, so we had total uh, of 16 rosters submitted. I had 13. Is that right? Yes, I did have 13 teams out of 16 rosters represented. So that was a really good spread yep. as a starting point. Um, I was really happy with that and, you know, a, a bit of a shift. So the, the players' plaque had different – Amounts that you could spend depending on the tiering of your team, um, and there was a bit of a spread between
1: the different t- tiers as well, which was which was nice to see. Yeah. So with the tiers too, we mostly stuck to the GW tiers. I think we upped Necro because they've won the last couple with us. Yeah, the main change. I think it yeah
0: it didn't didn't really change much at no. all. Um, and then as I said, you basically had more money, so we let people buy uh, primary skills. Basically, one per player, 20k per skill, and you could spend your cash, of which you had more if you were on a lower tier, um, on players, positions, or skills. Or inducements. Um, so or inducements, that is that's a legitimate thing as well. Um, so anyway, we had out of those 16 rosters submitted, we had one Chaos Renegade. That's actually has got me thinking, but anyway. <laughs> um just just the extra catch is a that's yeah, an extra big guy. Um which is the correct way to play renegades, oh, yeah. let's be honest. Any, any I mean they wanted to play them. They're one of the mixed teams that probably doesn't suffer as much in sevens because usually the joy of them is the uh, the extra positions that you can mix and match out of, but I feel like you get enough of the good stuff in sevens yep. with Renegades, so that's not too bad. Um, but anyway, one of them. Uh, what else? Nurgle, uh they were Unfortunately, one of the drops was the Nurgle roster. I was really keen to see how they ran. Um, some Dark Elves, uh, Amazons. This was using the old or the current um, the roster. Because
1: the new rules aren't even out yet.
0: Still eagerly awaiting um, to see what they do, what position they, they create. So everybody who's made a third-party team has to quickly come up with another model. Mm-hmm. Um, Elven Union. Uh a Lizardman. There was a Lizardman roster. That was yep. yours. It was mine. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: Um there was uh, a Toon King. Mm-hmm. There was corn, which was my other drop. Um again, I was super keen to see what, what the frenzy would do. And I had a blood spawn with break tackle in there, which I was pretty excited to see. Um some Chaos Dwarves, which we haven't seen in Sevens yet, so that was going to be uh, an interesting one. Uh Two Imperial Nobility, mm-hmm. two Skaven, surprise, uh, and two Goblins. And we might have gone to three Skaven, actually, now I think about yes, it. Yes, we did. We did go to three Skaven. This is clearly slightly after. I had one more roster in there.
1: Yeah, so Skaven, obviously, the, the most popular choice for the day. Yes. Um and yeah, two Imperial Nobility, two goblins. But overall, a right. good mix bit of everything. Um I'm just trying to think if there was any team types that I would have liked to have seen, but no, I think that's pretty pretty overall. No, it
0: looked Couple of stunties, a couple of tier threes, uh, far, like I feel like, and this is maybe starting to see where sevens leans right. But there wasn't a couple of those bashier teams. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't a chaos chosen at all, as an example. Um, you know, there's a few of those that would have been interesting to see, but realistically, good mix, yeah, definitely. Um, so. Yeah, no. as a good mix of teams, a couple of, of usual suspects. I'm not massively surprised there. Um, three of the four elf varieties. There wasn't a bog standard humans, but man, mm-hmm. who's missing them really? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd take that any day yeah. of the
1: week. It wasn't an underworld's team either.
0: No. Uh, yeah. They're probably one of the mixed race. Oh, they kind of, nah, they're, they're not as fun. I mean you still yeah. get what? Troll Gunnar on a Blitzer something.
1: Goblins. Filled with goblins. Yeah. Nah. Otherwise. No. Definitely not. Definitely. I mean they're they're one of the most popular, I believe, overseas, but uh I don't think we've seen an awful lot of them around here for a while. No. Not for a, a uh, season or two anyway. But yeah, so yeah, oh. 16 teams, Korn and Nurgle, uh, two of the teams that I desperately wanted to see, did drop out, um, which left us on 14 players for the day, which being an even number meant that Jace couldn't play his lizards. I was so excited. <laughs> I was. Always... I was
0: anyway. Um, we will move on. Uh, no, look, absolutely fair. Like life happens, so not at all begrudging people. I was, you know, waiting to see if someone else had car troubles on the way there <laughs> um, th- to see if there was a chance to jump in. But that is the the fun of organising these things. Yeah. Um, I'd much rather that than give someone a buy round. So that wouldn't no, be no, fun. Not at all. So then we come to the skills. Um, interesting. So, I mean, most people like almost, uh, uh, almost everybody, right. Ran. Basically filled up the roster. they their kind of almost basic 600 K roster and then chucked in a skill or two. Mm-hmm. I think we averaged about three skills <clears throat> per team. Um, with some some notable exceptions, uh, you know, for example, the Chaos Renegades decided to spend all that juicy cash on another big guy. Um, correct, in every <laughs> sense of the word. I um, mean, you buy one big so, guy it
1: gives you about four or five skills in itself.
0: Yeah. Um, so there was there was a big and look realistically it was we only allowed primary skills which I think was a a nice change from the last Mm. one because we did not get the leader spam. I think we only got a couple of leaders, maybe two leaders. Um, And then, so we didn't get that. We got the standard block dodge in in spades. So there was like about 14 block options taken, um, which almost doubled the next most popular, I think, dodge. And guard at like seven and eight times they were taken, Um, and then then a really good mix between I mean short hands, great every day of the week, Um, kick. I love kick. Yes,
1: absolutely. In sevens too. It is such a good skill. Like even even elevens, it's my go-to first skill pick because it just gives you so much more control.
0: Yeah, just and, and when you know you've got space between you, you can play really offensively, mm-hmm. really hard. If you get a nice, a nice scatter on the ball, oh, yeah, it's juicy. Um, what else do we have that was interesting? We, uh, yeah, as there were a couple, actually, a couple of the teams that dropped were the ones I was excited about. The uh, the break tackle blood spawn, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, would have been super fun. Um, we did have a Nurgle Bloater with Tentacles. Also would have been fun. That would have been juicy to watch. Particularly it had that and it had um, a beast as well. So you had two Tentacle te- two, two tentacle players um, to just
1: yeah. mess with the middle. And coming up with you know, three Skaven teams, Elven Union, Wood Elves, Dark Elves, you know, those Tentacles yeah. could have done some serious damage. Yeah, would have, been, would have been
0: good fun to watch. Um, what else did we see? A couple of diving tackle I liked. Don't see it a lot, but I liked it. A um, couple of jump up, again, don't see heaps of it, but I like it. Um, and then some some questionable choices, things like I think there was a frenzied Skaven lineman. Okay. As, as an example. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure it go nuts. Um, some fun ones. there was there was some sure feet, there was uh, a dirty player. there was uh, yeah I, I like seeing a dirty player in there. We know what the person who's put in that roster has got in mind. Um, and he's playing the numbers game. So again, good mix, some still some unsurprising results. Um, and, you know, whether that's good, bad or indifferent, I'll let you decide, but I feel like encouraging people to mix it up is kind of what I like doing, yep. so we'll see what we do for the next one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, great. and look, the other thing I'll say is that's teams and skills, right? We also had a really good mix of just players, the people. Um, so a really good mix of uh, some new players that have played, you know, two or three games kind of deal, jumping in to just get some reps up, which I think was great. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, A bunch of guys from the local leads, but also a bunch of guys that have come down from previous Thoughtness Bowls um, from from Melbourne and around as well. So it was great to see and mix it up. And, you know, a bunch of the guys were going to um, other tournaments this month. So, you know, I feel like it was – just people getting in some some reps and some throwing some extra blocked ice and feeling it, but it was really nice to have just a mix of experience and a mix of uh, location um, and just to see how everybody did just mingle and chat and, like, it's, it's one of the things I love about this game so much is how, like, it's still a tactical game, but how laid back and friendly and just inclusive everybody is.
1: Um, it, was, it was just a really cool day to, to hang out and chat. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and, yeah, like you said, really good to see some of those players, especially when the big V's on in two weeks. And, I mean, they're, what are they, 90-plus 90 players? 93 yes, players, I think. that. So a lot of those guys that were there, and especially travelling down from Melbourne, will be playing at the big V. So, which is two days. that's a whole weekend off. Mm-hmm.
0: how How do you get how do you get permission for that kind of thing? <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I'm hoping to get up there for half a day.
0: <laughs> two days of elevens. that would absolutely destroy me. It'd be amazing. <laughs> I would die, but it would be worth it. Um, yeah, all right. um so anyway, that was kind of the the setup going in we got 14 players, we've got a good mix of teams, we've got a good mix of skills, we've got a good mix of experience levels, um, and we have exceptionally enthusiastic uh, <laughs> people coming in to, to roll some dice uh, and put up with my shit. So from there, do we want to give a bit of a rundown on on what
1: happened yeah, look, I'll give a, a bit of a rundown of each round. Um, so, round one, there were really no surprises in round one. So we had Elven Union defeated the Goblins two to one. Skaven defeated Amazons two nil. Wood Elves defeated Tomb Kings one nil. Uh, that was a low-scoring game, though, yeah, for Wood Elves. And Tomb Kings really. That was, that was the, that was a the juicy match, little yeah. grudge match. Um, yeah, that was interesting to watch. Uh, Skaven defeated Skaven 2-1. So in round one, we not only had Skaven versus Skaven, we also had Imperial Nobility versus Imperial Nobility. Oh, the knob-off. The knob-off, the uh, sword, fight, sword fight, if you will. Uh, that was a 2-0 draw, sorry. Uh, That's a huge yeah. score too. Yeah, that was the biggest score of the the round, definitely. Uh, Chaos Renegades one defeated the goblins, nothing, and Dark Hill yeah. drew with the Chaos Dwarves, one all. So uh, you know, that was not a bad little result. That would have been that would have been a fun yeah. game to watch too. I mean, I feel like
0: I I feel like Chaos Dwarves in seven. I'm actually a little bit more interested. Elevens In are a little bit, eh. um, they're too reliable. But you can only get four positions. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That that means you don't have a full line of ridiculously just reliable dwarves. Yeah,
1: very true. Mm. Mm. All right, moving on. To round two, we had Chaos Dwarves drawing with Imperial Nobility one all. Then we had the other Imperial Nobility team drawing with the Chaos Renegades two all. So two rounds, both Imperial and Nobility teams are on two draws. It's consistent. I like it. Yeah. Uh, In what I thought was a bit of a surprise result, Skaven defeated the Wood Elves 4-0. Oof.
0: This game. Let's just pause here for a second. I I watched a chunk of that and it was savage. And look, it wasn't you know, it it wasn't one player completely outplaying the other. Um, I mean, they're both solid players, both Lamb and Val are rock solid players, but there was a point there where casualty dice or you know, armour. Armor was broken. The Woodells had for the most of the game three linemen on the pitch. Yep. Um the Wardancer got knocked out and he came back. He got knocked out and he stayed there for the rest of the game. Uh the two catches, throwers, the other yeah, the other two positions out there, they were out for the game from the first drive. Uh and uh Effectively, the way this played is uh, Val, who was playing the Elves, would get scored against. He would receive the ball. He'd grab it. He'd run backwards. Mm-hmm. And then the rats would catch him. Because <laughs> the rats can. <laughs> and then someone would sack the whoever had the ball. A gutter runner would pick it up in the end zone. And then they would reset. Yeah. So it was also the fastest game that round. Yeah,
1: it was, it was incredible. I watched some of it. And, yeah, I think one of the kickoff results had Val with... It was a touchback, but the kickoff result ended up with two of his three guys stunned on the on the ground. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he hit one guy, solitary guy with the ball running back into his own end zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on. Goblins defeated Dark Elves, 2-0. Oof. Yeah. Elven Union defeated Skaven 2-1, and then Tomb Kings defeated the other Skaven team 2-0. And lastly, the Goblins defeated the Amazons 1-0. So... Wow. Yeah, both Goblins coming out with the win in round two. So...
0: And I actually really liked, just, again, sidelining, that both those Goblin teams were different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like... I, I look at sevens, I look at goblins, and I'm like, right, well, I need two trolls, step one, um, and then all right, which one of the crazy-ass positions you probably don't put the ball and chain in when you don't have a line of scrimmage. So the chainsaw is a solid option. Um, and then it's who's your ball runner. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in a goblin team, it's hard to go past the diver.
1: Yeah. Really. That diver was, as, as a really strong.
0: Did work. Um, but. And that's effectively what uh, Dylan ran. All all power to him. It's probably what I would have run. Um, And then John showed up with goblins as well and it was only the one troll. Um, He still had the chainsaw. He had the pogo stick Mm -hmm. and the other one. The other
1: one. The one we both of us can't can't think of at the moment.
0: I could it, yeah, uh, you're smart. Rosters right the rosters right here. I do have the <laughs> rosters. Uh so are uh, the hmm So the disturbing presence, sneaky git, dirty player, the foul machine. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so I don't know, just good, good to see, you know, a little bit of difference in those as well. Um and both doing all right. So, uh, you know, John's a solid player with a gorgeous team. Um, And Dylan has been, you know, pumping the reps with the Dark Elves. I was really curious to see how he'd go with the the Goblins.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Round three. So Wood Elves come back from their 4-0 loss and defeat Goblins 3-1. Skaven defeat Chaos Draws 1-0. Skaven defeat Elven Union 2-0 uh skaven draw with amazons zero nil all so uh after that we've got chaos renegades defeating the goblins one nil imperial nobility and tomb kings drawing nil all, and dark elves defeating the the other nobility team two one so uh, a couple of surprises there but um
0: Look, relatively. Look, it's interesting to see the uh, nobility still pretty much middling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what is this? Just this as, is as a general piece.
1: Three rounds in, and one of those nobility teams have drawn every single game. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Mm.
1: Interesting. That's, that's um, consistent.
0: Which is not a no, bad thing in a game all. of. Very swingy things. Um, yes. All righty. I was really, actually, it was the, the Elven unions gave in the game. I was really interested to see how that played mm. out. Cause I thought that, that again could have gone to a four nil. Yep. If, if somebody decided to start cracking armor like a fiend, um, it could have been a two all kind of, you know, score fest or a three, two, if they really, you know, put the, the boots in, but, um, Getting tight. Yeah, absolutely. It's getting, and it's getting, getting hard to catch the
1: leader. All right. So, final round for the day. So, four rounds over the course of the day. Nice and easy day. Uh, we had Dark Elves defeating Imperial Nobility 2 0. Uh, in what was the top table, Skaven defeating the Chaos Renegades 3 uh, 0. Skaven defeating Goblins 2 0. Tomb Kings drawing with Elven Union. One all, two so Kings did some solid work with some of these faster teams. Um, drawing with Elven Union and drawing with uh, where are we? Imperial Nobility and defeating Skaven. Yeah, not too bad. And
0: only only went down by one to the Wood Elves, I think. I think
1: so yeah, no, definitely did. So all in all, that's a really good, solid. Um, yeah, better than I expected to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, Castor Elves defeat Goblins 1-0. Wood Elves defeat Skaven 3-1. And Imperial Nobility defeat the Amazons 2-1. So just running through the final standings, shall we? Let's go backwards. So Mark H playing Amazons, 14 points. This is out of a total of 108 points that they could have gotten for the day.
0: Um, and let let's just really call out that I think you know that's what Mark's third game yeah. was. He, so brand new, he's he literally ran basically the same team uh, as he's running the league, mm-hmm. which is the first time he's he's really played. He just threw a handful of skills that we kind of chatted about on, on stuff to get to get a handle of it because obviously he hasn't played with any of them. So I think they was still a getting used to the game, b getting used to the team, c trying out a bunch of skills. Uh, for the first time, um, and he was just a champ the whole day. So Absolutely. as much as he didn't, uh, you know, get results. Um,
1: Hopefully he has yeah, fun. Yeah, That's it. Which at the end of the day is its own result. Uh, 13th place, John, Goblins, 28 points, closely followed by Dylan C with Goblins and 29 points. So the two Goblin teams. Very neck and neck there. Um, Oswald playing Skaven, thirty five points again. Yeah, first couple of games. Yeah, um, yeah, just picking it yeah. up. Now. Yeah, and he's had one league game and one practice game before that, and that could be about it. Yeah, uh, Ian Imperial Nobility, thirty eight points, followed by Mark B with Imperial Nobility, forty eight points. There you go, Jared. Tomb Kings, 51 points. Uh, closely beaten by Dylan G with Skaven, 52 points. Anthony Chaos Twirls, 55 points. William with Chaos Renegade, 61 points. So that losing that final... It, we've seen it happen so many times, losing that final top tier table. Drops you down. Drops you. Unless yeah. you can, yeah, you've got to be able to pull some of those points. And uh, again,
0: let's... Uh, the Renegades weren't a team that you would expect to do particularly well. It's terrifying yeah. potentially to line up against them, but they're not not—they're
1: not a tournament-winning team. At the start of the day, I wouldn't have expected them to be in the top, team, uh, top table no. at the end. Uh, Marcus, Elvin Union, 61 points. And then we get the top three. So Matt with his Dark Elves, 62 points. Followed by Val Waddell, 72 points. And then out of the total 108 points, Liam Skaven, 99 points. So pretty much that is, spot on. That is good. Yeah. Like
0: even, you know you, you, you know, you expect somebody to to be ahead at the end of the day. Like somebody's going to win this thing, yeah. right? But to be, you know, what? Twenty-seven points clear. Yep. By the end, um, and to be that close to maxing out—that is—that is a performance. Yeah.
1: Look, if he if he'd lost that last game, obviously that would have dropped him down. Um, but yeah, what was it? Did do do. It was a three. It would have dropped him down. Would have dropped him down considerably. So. Um, he, what did he score in the last round? I think it was something like 25 points. hmm Yeah. Damn, uh, yeah, still would have kept him second, wouldn't it? Yeah. Damn. And it would have depend.
0: yeah, it would have started talking about.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and Liam with his Skaven, I mean, his Skaven roster was quite, quite deadly. Like he had seven players, six skills, and yeah. yeah, he ran them well all day.
0: Yeah. I mean, Liam is an old hat at the game. Um, he, he played a little bit, um, and I think he's seen sevens as a format where you can dash mm-hmm. pretty well, and he's just maximized that and just, just played that game, yep. and he's just stuck to the game plan every game. Um and and it's it's paid off for him. I mean, I feel like, you know, in in if games had have gone differently, gutter runners had it been murdered, it would have been interesting. Yeah, or you know, not lie. even murdered, maybe just, just sucked into some tentacles. <laughs> um oh, you know,
1: my my had, kingdom had, for
0: Nurgle. A had a uh a blood spawn, break tackle out and surf him. Um you know, there's so many things that could have happened, but no, he just he stuck to the game plan. Um, And turn that around, I think, you know, having a look at those final standings, Skaven, Elf, Elf,
1: Elf. Yep. All Tier 1 stuff. We gave them the the least amount of money to spend and still turned out top four.
0: Yeah, I mean, the other half of this is I'm looking at the players and they all... Know their stuff as well, yep. so we can't we can't only blame the <laughs> teams here, um, because there there is there is Gaven in the bottom four as well. Yeah, um, but you know we we can significantly look at the the experience level of the players there. Um, you know, goblins still still down the bottom, even with a couple of coaches that are doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. It, what I'm seeing from this, and, you know, this is a very much off-the-cuff thought, is the results are pretty much in tier order, right? Mm. You've got Skaven and Elves, then you've got a bit of a mix. There's some Tomb Kings, some Nobility, um, the Renegades. The um, oh, and there's always, a one, you know, right? Castles, they're tier one, and that's still, you know, that's still what a top five result. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, in that middle bit, you expect a little bit of the the tier one teams that didn't, the tier three teams that delayed that thing, but the, it's a middle of the pack. Um, and, you know, the only tier three teams that were, or you know, apart from the Renegades, which were the, the show off here, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Goblins still sitting down that bottom of the pack. So, you know, there's probably a question there around whether we did enough to level the playing field or whether, just the right people took the right teams for the day. I
1: think think we did good. I think it was the right people. Yeah. Let's go with that. So those are the final standings. We ran a couple of other um, awards as well. So everybody voted for their favourite opponent throughout the day. Uh, Third and fourth for that, tied for third and fourth, Pretty much were uh, Val and Liam, so to come top two and pretty much you know just shy of making best opponent is is obviously an indication of of how much fun people are having losing to them, <laughs> and that can be hard, yeah. right? <laughs> Uh, first That's... and second both got three votes from people for best opponent. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, the, the way we've always done it is that the person that comes lowest in the final standings will win that because obviously it's harder to be somebody's favorite opponent if you're losing every game.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you're a salty bastard. Yeah. It's probably not going to be great for people, but if you can lose gracefully, I mean, the same way if you can win gracefully. But I feel like if you can, if you can take a lick in and you know still make sure that your opponent's having a good game, um, and still you know be remembered mm-hmm. for the the game that you you had fun doing, it's it's a good place to be. Um,
1: so, yeah. yeah. So, Mark B with Imperial Nobility came second just because, in the overall scheme of things, he did better than Dylan Carter with Goblins. So, Dylan takes out the best opponent. Uh, we also did a Coolest Team Award. So, whatever people wanted to assume Coolest Team meant. Uh, but this was... No surprise whatsoever. Uh, Dylan's goblins with nine points came third. Uh, Matthew's dark elves came second again. That's two tournaments in a row that teams come second, and yeah, it's such a cool team. Uh, Eighteen points, uh, but then in uh, shocked nobody, John's goblins thirty-two points, uh, and they just yeah. looked phenomenal.
0: John- so knowing full well that audio isn't the greatest medium to talk about a visual thing let's talk about a visual thing um hey (laughs) pretty. that was so pretty so i mean going back dylan's put some work into the goblins Mm -hmm. he did a little display board for him he had um props there he had a little bottle of tequila he he named them all the tequila slammers Mm -hmm. um and all of them were named something relevant um and he yeah, had a little bottle of tequila there and a little stand and and all this kind of stuff and he even like tried to find grass tufts that only like that would match the color of the grass that you get of a plant that grows in the area that you get make tequila it's like, he, he went next level like um so it was super cool to see him get some some credit for that one um matt's dark owls the The teenage mutant ninja dark elves. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they're amazing! They are so um, cool. And he had he'd updated them since we last seen So he had a couple of extra players. He had a shredder assassin. Mm-hmm. He had a uh, splinter. A, a splinter kicking around, and there was a rock city and a bebop. He had a case full of others. Mm-hmm. Like there was there was heaps There's in there. A pizza he had the box. box case there was a pizza box case with a pitch on the inside that he'd made up um yeah super cool uh and yeah well deserving he'd be well deserving of a, a coolest team award yeah. but definitely well deserving of the second place john's
1: goblins though yeah damn yeah um, they they were something else what you you talked to him about a bit about that. what sort of models were they again so his troll was from um,
0: Confrontation. So old, now out of production game um, from Rackham who had very much their own style, their own aesthetic. It was really good. It was it was very different to, to everything else that was being produced at the time. Um, so the troll was from that. He said he got a bunch of models from a, a third-party company that had basically tried to do alternate models for for the confrontation back in the day. So we got a bunch of them. Um, there was some 3D printed bits and pieces in there, but he'd converted everything. He had, you know, changed things like he'd 3D printed a chainsaw so he could stick that on a goblin somewhere and he'd, he'd given his, his I had like spring skis, but they were actual springs. So he kind of sprung a little bit. Um, so all of this going on um, and on top of that, the jerk decided to paint, checks. Yep. Black and white checks on them. Um and they gave it because the confrontation, that kind of aesthetic was a little bit exaggerated. It was a little bit cartoony. It was a little bit um uh, you know Jim Henson labyrinth mm-hmm. kind of Willy Wonkerish in its Tim Burtonish almost in its proportions. Um so you add the black and white checks and some extra detail and it had a real kind of creepy Alice in Wonderlandy kind of vibe to it as well which I I'd super dug but he was doing checks that weren't just you know straight black and white they were a little bit curved they were a little bit oddly shaped he was doing them over all kinds of surfaces so it wasn't just big flat spaces of black and white lines it was you know trying to get them right over um, folds in material and stuff as well which just blows my mind.
1: It was, it was something next level. I mean, to be expected from John too. So we, we've run a couple of these. Um, Mark with his Dark Elves, like we said, come second in two of them. Um, Mark's Dark Elves were just, uh, they were beaten by Alice's tie-dye Nurgle last tournament. Uh, but the first one we ran, uh, John brought Halflings and took away Cooler's team as well. With his little halfling master chef, cooking pot. Oh,
0: they had the the cooking pot display, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, they were. That was glorious. Ah, lovely. Dude, dude knows how to hobby. Yeah, certainly does. Is that is that, is that an Aerosmith song? It is now.
1: Right, <laughs> done. <laughs> um, the only other award for the day was was Rich's idea actually, and I'm quite Impressed by it. Oh, okay. It's really cool. So you know, a lot of a lot of tournaments have a wooden spoon award for the person that comes last. Uh, you get through a couple of games in a day, you kind of know if you're into running for a wooden spoon award, and if you really wanted to, you could probably aim, aim for wooden spoon. So to stop people aiming, the average as fuck award was awarded in each game to the person that came top middle. So <laughs> even number also of,
0: bottom, Also bottom middle. They just...
1: No, no. So they got bottom. it was 14 players. So it was the person that came yep. seventh. So yeah. The so they were
0: the top middle player, yep. but they were also the bottom middle player. That would be eighth, wouldn't it? No, because the middle would be seven. So they have to be.
1: I suppose.
0: Anyway, I divide fourteen by two. Yeah. Now I didn't pass math, so let's be clear.
1: <laughs> but there, if you if you're coming seventh, there are six people ahead of you. Yes. And there's seven people behind you. No, we're going to get completely
0: (laughs) off-topic if we go too far down this rabbit hole. Anyway,
1: uh, Dylan with his scaven, 52 points, uh, narrowly beating Jared on his Tomb Kings for 51 points. So Jared was, you know, with his couple of ties there and his win, he was uh, right on track for that average. But, yeah, just taken out by, uh, by Dylan in the end. So, I mean, overall... As far as TOing goes, relatively straightforward. We, um, I think it was relatively straightforward for me. You did all the work. Well,
0: look, I just, I just ran around and heckled. We were, and we, were
1: organized. we were, we had stuff ready to go. We had all the printouts going, all that sort of stuff was there. Um, I did have to chase up a couple of people, A, for filling in various things and getting them back to me on time. And then, of course, there were the, the typical people rocking up a couple of minutes after we were supposed to have started. Uh, so, you know, if it's a 10 o'clock start, guys, for a 10, 15 first game, don't rock up at 10, 20. It's but, just saying. And,
0: and I did get messages to say people got held up in traffic and stuff. I get that completely. But if you live within 15 minutes of the venue... yes. Um. So look, that that's, and then I suppose the other one that was, you know, if this is the hardest thing a TO has to deal with on the day, it's a good day. Um. But game time, round time, and we were loosey goosey on it. We had the time. We knew we weren't going to be a problem. Um. And look, in the end, I think it actually kind of mattered to results. So yeah. I'm glad we let some some games play on. Um, but, you know, if this event was any bigger, yeah. if we you know, were running another round or anything, none of that would be at all possible. So, so we, we let it go given, you know, the day and what we knew it was going to be and how we knew it was going to pan out. Um, but that's probably the other one that just out of principle I would crack down on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe maybe we'll think about that for the next event. So, I mean, can, can we give a, can we give a point
0: for score sheets in on time?
1: I mean, technically, we can. If we're ra- I mean, we absolutely toilet, can. We can
0: do what we want and do whatever do we want, <laughs> but. As, as, as Just as a concept, if your score sheet is in before the end of the round, you get a point.
1: Worth considering. Yeah. Anyway. Let's do the math. We'll, we'll do anyway. the math. There's a few things we need to work out. But um, you got anything else to say about ASG?
0: Look, the... the a couple of other cool things that I just would want to call out is uh, Rich likes to make a little bit of a spectacle and and a game of his, his events. So, at the start of the day, he comes up and goes, hey, I've got these party poppers. <laughs> yes. How about – I was talking to one of the players. How about every time somebody gets injured – um, you let off a party popper and I'll run over and I'll give them a chocolate. And then if they roll a 12 on this dice, they can also have a voucher to the store. It was a D12. So, you know, one in 12 chance that you you get a, a store voucher, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And we sort of went, oh, how many of these party poppers do you want to let off? And he's like, no, 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 I want it to be hard, but I want it to be something that happens. And we're like, all right, because you might get a few. Mm-hmm. No, no, I think it'll be all right. So game one. <laughs> Yeah, 40K one. let off a couple of party yeah. poppers and and Lord of the Rings had an occasional. I think they were doing that. If your guy kills another guy in a challenge or something, I don't know how the game works. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why not? Um, it smelled like
1: gunpowder <laughs> over the Blood Bowl tournament. It was just. There were injuries yeah. after injuries after injuries. Let me, you keep talking, keep talking about this. I'm so hover.
0: yeah, so I mean that was round one, and we had multiple a game. So uh, you know, two players. I, I I don't know if anyone missed out for a
1: round. Um, 19, so, yeah. 19 casualties. Round one. There were three teams <laughs> that didn't get one. There were two players that came away with three.
0: Um, and there were at least eight players that came away with diabetes. <laughs> um, so we, we had a little bit of a chat to Rich about after that because not only are we, we chewing up all his chocolate and his party poppers, um, but you know, each one of those players has a chance to win a, uh, a store voucher as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we decided to limit it to the first casualty of a game. Um, <laughs> so one per player per game, uh, and that would make it a little bit less bonkers. But there was still a lot. What would happen? It <laughs> was. We were still burning through, you know, more than seven a game uh, around. Um, but what was cool, right, is that you'd have a party popper go off in the forty k area, and there'd be this bang, and people are just yay, and then Richard run over with his bag of chocolate and his dice and stuff, and then you'd have one go off with Lord of the Rings, and yeah, yay, and then you know. He'd, run over with his bag of chocolate and then you'd have seven go off in the blood bowl section. And, was, yeah, every time, yeah. um, and Rich and Nicky were running around with this big old basket. Like it was basically like a washing basket full of chocolate. Um, he was running around with, it was, it was great. It just, again, added to the, the atmosphere, just the fun, just the, the something else about the day. So I kind of, I really dug that. Um, he got his cardio up, which is a good thing. Um, and that was, that was super cool. So, I mean, the venue, there's food there, there's there's drinks there. You, you know, it's a little bit out of the way, but it's a really nice space with some, some great people running it and, and you know, great facilities. Um, the extra effort Rich went to to not only relocate the whole store but then do the extra stuff during the day. Um, you know, he hand-painted all of the first-place trophies for all of the games. That was super was nice cool. And nice
1: trophies too.
0: Big old, you know, uh, goblin statues that he'd themed for each game as well. So there was, a, you know, one with a sword and a shield for Lord of the Rings. And there was something else. And then there was a goblin throwing a rock for Blood Bowl, which I, I thought was super appropriate.
1: Um, I don't think Rich realized how appropriate it was until no. I told him.
0: <laughs> but it was It was perfect. Um, so yeah, look, it just, it showed his maturity and experience, um, in running events. Uh, it was just a really super cool atmosphere. And again, thanks to everyone for coming down and just, you know, supporting it. I suppose is the big thing for me and just, you know, taking the day
1: in the spirit it was intended. Yeah, absolutely. It's always fun for us to run these things because it's just, blood bowl's just too laid back.
0: My God, I am keen to roll some block dice though. Oh yeah, you are up tomorrow, aren't
1: you? League I'm night so tomorrow. Up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I need updates, man. I need updates. Um, so what we might do is take a bit of a break, play some music, uh, and then we're going to come back with an interview with Liam, who came away with the win. Um, but before we do that, just quickly. You know, again, thank you to everyone for coming. ASG is done. We are already looking into the future. Thoughtless Bowl Three is coming, and by God, I am excited. I don't think I've been this excited about any of our tournaments so far—not this level. And it's going to be fun. Yeah, we're we're a couple of months out, and we have so much planned. Some things that we're going to tell you. Some things we might save for the day. So, alright, stay tuned yep. Speaking
0: of tunes, let's play some of them And we'll come back and maybe we'll learn a thing or two about how to play this game
1: <laughs> Cruised into a bar on the shore Her picture graced the crime on the door She a long lost love at first bite Maybe, maybe you're wrong, but you know it's alright, that's right Dude looks like a lady 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 So never judge a book by its cover Or who you gonna love by your lover Love put me wise to her love in disguise She has the body of a Venus Lord imagine my surprise Dude looks like a lady Dude looks like a lady. Dude looks like a lady. Dude looks like a lady.
0: And we are back. And All of this. this podcast just got a whole lot more quality. Um, that was a low bar for us to set at the beginning, but um
1: it's, I mean it's, it's not better. it's not even double it's like quadrupled. It is,
0: yeah. Um, So, we are now officially a a triplet. Is that how this works? We've multiplied. It's like those little rabbits. Uh, Yeah, we're swarming. Um, Now, we've got with us Liam, who was the most recent ultimate victor of uh, Blood Bowl 7s at All Systems Go. So, he's come along. Welcome to the party, buddy.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, So... I guess we know you a little bit, probably a little bit more than a few people listening. So it'd be just super cool to get uh, a real brief history in time. Where'd you come from? How'd you find Blood Bowl? How long you've been playing? All that jazz.
2: Yeah. Um, how long have I been playing for? I guess how I found it, we were. <laughs> into 40k we, we were nerds in high school uh, my yeah. friends and I uh, as as most of us were and uh, we we dabbled in a bit of 40k and and Warhammer Fantasy and all that sort of good stuff and we just I, I I don't even remember how I stumbled across Blood Bowl but just through that sort of games workshop sphere it came up somehow I guess and it was a perfect blend because I'm actually kind of a blend of a, a jock as well uh, where I was big into my sport and so I was like oh this is cool a sport like board game uh, mixed with all the fantasy elements and then it had the I guess the RPG elements the team building and progression and all that sort of stuff and yeah we picked it up and pretty much never looked back so it must have been that must have been at least 10 years ago now if not more because I've been out of high school for <laughs> 10 years now so uh, yeah it's been been ages and it's uh, been very, very fun. Pretty much the only game that I play, well, in terms of, uh, I guess, war gaming.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, and I mean, wow, I'm trying to remember. You are you were running a bunch of leagues. You're involved in a bunch of leagues from pretty much then onwards, as far as I can tell. Yep. I think yep. we we cross paths pretty early and probably on in that piece.
2: Yeah. That. Yeah. That would have been. Uh, probably, I reckon, so we started a league just amongst kind of our close, close immediate friends, um... And then probably played a couple of seasons of that. Uh, just like I think it, it must have been like maybe just five or six of us. And then after that, we were like, "Oh, surely there's more people <laughs> around uh, Geelong that want to play Blood Bowl." And uh, we just yeah, kind of got the word out. And uh, yeah, I remember running into you, into into Pip, all those guys who just kind of uh, were like, "Yeah, Blood Bowl sounds fun." And everyone just started playing. I think we had for a while there. I reckon we would have had close to at least 14 to 20 somewhere in that range where we we had uh, at its peak um but then eventually i think people just kind of lost interest and were were interested in playing other games and whatever else but yeah, yeah. for for a while there it was uh it was pumping
0: it's huge um because oh, yeah, you know, you're right. And then it's sort of when we were, everything was going, and that the website was running, and yeah. all those things were going, and people were, wow. Uh, how long ago was that? Uh,
2: yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I reckon it would have been somewhere around. I would, I would guess like twenty, maybe 14, 15, 16, somewhere around there. Somewhere.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're right. talking the pre-COVID
2: times. Can anyone? Remember? But yeah, oh, but right. yeah, the pre-dark times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all those things.
0: Um, yeah, so All right, and so found Blah Blah, that's pretty much all you're playing tabletop now. You say yeah,
2: yeah, uh, yeah. I Like uh, board games and and that sort of stuff. Just like you know, general general board games. Playing those and um, bit of bit of card games, Magic the Gathering, that sort of stuff. But yeah, I don't really play any 40k or Fantasy anything? I dabbled in a few things, Malifaux, but yeah, don't really play anything consistently because Blood Bowl's kind of always just been front of mind. What else do you need? Exactly. <laughs> it's all downhill from from Blood Bowl.
0: Alrighty, and really quickly on a bit of a Blood Bowl tangent, just favourite team off the bat.
2: Uh, I think it's either Skaven or Woodies. It's a toss up between those two.
0: Either way, it's all Dash.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, it's fast and it's flashy. If I can't if I can't score eight touchdowns against someone, I'm not really interested.
0: <laughs> well, you almost bloody well did that over the weekend. I <laughs> <laughs> was it was some bonkers day. So we might spin into sort of you know the games. What like what you took? So what, what was the roster? We're playing sevens. You got a couple of skills. Go.
2: Yeah, so so I did take scaven. Um, <laughs> with the thought process being, because uh, that was only so the the weekend was only my second game of sevens. Uh, obviously, played Bowl a long time, but never sevens. And from my first game of sevens, it was very very different to uh, how I thought it would be uh, in terms of what I guess uh, was good, what what prioritize what to prioritize in a team uh, and. Uh, I think speed was the way to go and I was like Skaven uh, pretty cheap, pretty pretty fast. So I went with uh, a couple of gutter runners, a blitzer and a thrower uh, and then just filled up to, to seven with the alignment. Uh, I was dirty and I took leader on the thrower. Um, then I took a block on both the gutter runners and a tackle blitzer.
0: Yeah. So I yep. think that's probably the difference to the uh, – there were a couple of Skaver teams there. One went the route, um, which I can never deny anyone a big guy. Um, <laughs> and then I think the other one probably threw a bench in there rather than just loading up on skills. Yep. But found, found the skills were uh, worth it.
2: Yeah, definitely. The uh, To be honest, I, I probably was a little bit lucky over the weekend where the leader was uh, a bit more of a luxury in a few games than uh, a necessity. But yeah, the, the blodging gut runners, people didn't really know how to deal with them. Um, and I mean, one tackle is always good to have. It was useless. It never did its job. But you know, in theory, it's good. <laughs>
0: The threat, if nothing else.
2: Exactly, yeah.
0: Go on. Uh, Yeah, go away, Amazon. Dodge away from this, just in case. Exactly,
2: exactly. So having
1: seven players in a sevens team and a team that can be as fragile as Skaven can be, were you ever missing, like, that extra bench player or was seven enough
2: for you? Uh, Yeah, no, again, I was pretty lucky over the weekend, so I think I only took one casualty. Um, for the whole weekend, but uh, I guess that was another thing that I didn't really expect coming into sevens as opposed to elevens, where you don't take nearly as much blocks as you do uh, in sevens as, as you do in elevens because you don't have to chuck anyone on the line of scrimmage. So, not getting smacked three times to to start a drive uh, means that you can kind of protect your players a little bit more. Um, uh, I th- I think sevens really emphasizes maximizing blocks, and so if people don't maximize blocks, you can kind of keep your players safe. You can only you know they might get one hit a turn, maybe two if if they're um, not maximizing blocks. Like I said, but uh, no, I was pretty lucky where the seven uh, was enough for the whole <laughs> the whole day. Uh, um, but uh, I, I think sometimes when you make tournament lists and rosters, you kind of do have to do that. Uh, high roll a little bit and you either so in in seven uh in elevens we sometimes go with uh, very few re-rolls back in the old rules uh we'd go with very few re-rolls in tournament rosters just kind of based on the assumption that if you roll well anyway uh you're you, you're gonna win and so if you have the the money spent on the rerolls elsewhere then uh yeah it kind of maximizes your luck and same thing sometimes with smaller or i guess uh Uh, rosters that don't have as many players you just kind of go well hopefully I don't take any casualties and if I don't I'm going to win if I do maybe that one extra player wouldn't have helped me anyway because I might have just taken three or four casualties and it wouldn't have mattered
0: and I think what we've just all established is why you're better at Blood Bowl than I am (laughs) 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 this is infinitely more thinking than I've done in all of the time um (laughs) anyway So, all right, we've got a roster. It's it's looking pretty shiny. It looks like it's going to score eight touchdowns. Um, Let's just burn through games really quickly uh, and just kind of what you can remember knowing that it was, you know, a week ago and there's been some COVID in between. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's a rough, rough one. But um, so first game, Mark Hanna, Amazons.
2: Yeah, so the Amazons game... That was uh that was kind of interesting actually because it was a pretty tight game, uh in the second half. Uh, so I actually uh he uh he received the ball, which I think is another interesting thing. I think it's way better to kick the ball in sevens than it is in a uh, elevens. Um, uh, and make them have to come to you. Like I said, because you don't get the blocks on the line of scrimmage anyway. Uh, it seems pretty good to make them have to come to you, and then you get to make hits. As they come to you but uh yeah he he kind of just uh i think went a little bit hard a little bit early and left himself open, maybe underestimated how fast the Skaven were uh and I managed to kind of get behind him, turn him over, and score and go one nil up um uh at the end of the first half uh and then the the i think the issue he ran into in the second half was he. Didn't really know how to get the ball off me. Um, I kind of just sat there and moved side to side, and he he didn't really know how to deal with uh, someone who just didn't look like they were going to ever try and score. Um, uh, which was was kind of a theme throughout the day. There's quite a, f- a few times where. Uh, it looked like people were a bit confused as to why I wasn't just moving forward my full <laughs> movement every turn. Um, but that's the benefit of, of Skaven where I only need to get to a certain point and then the gutter runner can score anyway. I don't need to move forward anymore. So if you're yeah. over
0: halfway, yeah, you just look for the opening. Yeah. Um, yeah and very, I mean, I think well, that ended up being a 2-0.
2: Yeah. So I did, I did score, I think, in the last turn. Um but I think I did I I did a few casualties in that game too. So he started to lose some players. Um, I got a little bit lucky with yeah. some powers and knocking some zons down and yeah. and removing them. And then the the game yeah got a little bit easier from there. But it it was actually I think uh in another world where he maybe is a little bit more patient in the first half and uh, didn't give me the opportunity to hit the ball. Then it was probably a, a a bit touch and go.
0: And, you know, probably call out there, I think this is about Mark's fourth game of Blood Bowl. Um, so he's picking it up. He's he's a smart yeah. guy. He plays a lot of games. But, um, yeah, it, it's impressive to see, you know, newer players doing pretty pretty cool things and, you know, putting, putting up a good game for you too. Yeah. Yeah,
2: definitely.
1: All right. Game two. Game two is one I really want to talk about. <laughs> so game two against Val's Wood Elves
2: yeah I think game two is maybe a bit of a stretch calling it a game um <laughs> I mean a-
0: any game against Val is always like that
2: <laughs> uh poor, poor Val ran into a bit of uh, a bit of a scaven fury uh, and ended the game with three players on the pitch so uh yeah that that was probably um One that really highlighted, I guess, the brutality of sevens when you do start to lose a few players. Um, So I think I'm pretty sure from memory, uh, I think I did one casualty and then that next turn Val actually double-skulled his last block of the turn and that player uh, got injured as well. And from there, because I had the ball... He was a bit desperate and he started to give me more and more blocks and then more and more woodies started to fly off the pitch. Um, So, yeah, it ended up not being much of a game. I think it was like 4-0 and I snaked a a pickup to go 5-0 up um, in the end. But that that one for me probably really just showed how tough it is to play woodies in sevens just given the limited amount of cash that you have. So I think he had uh, one skill on his war dancer, which was strip ball, uh, yeah. which I didn't, which I, I definitely didn't hate. I thought that was really good. Uh, but then that was basically all he seemed had. I think he had a couple of throwers. Um, and I think really the only reason he had throwers is because you just had the money to make your linemen throwers instead of linemen. Otherwise it's just all linemen. So, I did look at trying to play woodies because uh, I thought they would be fun with the war dancers, but, yeah, they're just so, so expensive that um, it gets really hard. And, uh, yeah, that that probably shows the, uh, I guess, the other side of how my, my list could have gone, where if you just have one game where you take a couple of, of casualties, you you just fall apart.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, that was – I mean, that was definitely – that was a match to watch. It was a 4-0 result in the end. You got two, the two casualties, kept him to obviously got the point for the perfect defense as well. Um, I think I came along and had a watch while you kicked off to him. I think it was a touchback, but also a pitch invasion when he had three guys left. Uh,
2: yes, there was. Yeah, <laughs> that did happen. Yes. Yeah, so it was It was
1: an interesting one to watch. Um I know what, exactly what you mean about the War Elves too, because I'm currently playing them in the league and you just don't get the cash yep. to spend. 600K got me a War Dancer, a Thrower, and a Catcher. So I'm um, yep. positioned down because those 70K linemen are just painful in sevens.
2: They are. They're good. They're definitely good players, oh, yes. but, but you'd still rather have a War Dancer. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> In fact, can I play with six on the pitch? I'll have to have two ward answers.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's that it's is looking
1: up the rules. Going, do I need to buy seven players? Can I just cut <laughs> off with a journeyman? <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no, that was a hell of a game, definitely. Uh,
0: that was that was a rough one. It was it was fun to watch. Just and you know, Val took it like a champ, but he damn, did. it was yeah. It, it does show just do how it. brutal. Um,
2: there's also a blitz in that game as well, just to really rub salt in the wounds. The ball was in the middle of the pitch. There was a gutter under underneath it. There's There was a gutter under and a cage, uh, the, the semi-cage around the ball. And the the poor guy just, yeah, didn't really get yeah. to play a game of blood balls, no, to be honest. I,
0: I was watching him grab the ball, you know, when you were kicking him after you'd scored for the third time, and he's running backwards
2: because <laughs> he's yeah.
0: only got two guys standing. And, yeah. The gutter runners still get to him. Um, yep. <laughs> anyhow, let's let's stop rubbing salt in that wound. Uh, game three was Marcus with the Elven Union. Yes.
2: Yeah. More right. this, this this was actually another really tight game. So um, I can't really remember what he had apart from the uh, blitzer that he had with Pro. Um, the which I thought was interesting. Like Pro is a pretty good skill uh particularly in 11s it's it's really good and it's taken in a lot of tournaments on um uh, quite a few different players in different teams. but uh i thought that was interesting in sevens as well because i guess it gives him quite a bit of versatility he can yep. use it on anything he wants um but it was definitely the sidestep <laughs> that was the most annoying part with the the Alvin union blitzer um, hitting that guy was uh yeah, very, very tough. Actually, I don't think I mentioned... I did have two two linemen that were skilled as well. So I had a block lineman and a wrestle lineman. Um, and that was the wrestle lineman's game to shine because uh, Marcus played, played really well and, and positioned his uh, blitzer in a lot of very awkward spots. But my MVP wrestle lineman could just come in and uh, wrestle him to the ground, and then he couldn't sidestep to wherever he wanted to go to. So... Um, yeah, I think that was another game where he just maybe underestimated how quick the Skaven were, and it allowed me to again get behind him, um, and, and knock the ball free and and manage to turn him over and and score. And I think was that two nil as well. I actually can't no, remember that good. one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was uh, kind of similar to the first, where I managed to turn him over towards the end of the first half and yeah, uh, get away and score. And then the second half he, um. Uh, but maybe could have tried a few more funky things to stop me from yeah. scoring when, uh I, I think that was probably uh, for both uh, game one and uh, game two, and probably uh, games three, sorry, probably game four as well. Uh, uh Maybe just realizing, oh, I'm actually one nil down. Maybe I should just try some things that are a little bit harder to do to try and win the game or, or get a result from the game rather than just, slowly lose it, uh, death by a, a thousand cut yeah. style. Um, and I yeah. think,
0: look, it probably also speaks to defense in sevens is rough, right? You've only got seven players. You, yep. It's, a, you know, not not a massive chance uh, or massive length between end zones and you don't get to start with a line of scrimmage to, to start hitting things and, and all that kind of stuff as well. So I think particularly when people are playing, you know, edge teams and dashy teams, you, you can't just stall yeah. So you have to really sort of think about how you're playing defense. It's a tough one.
2: Yeah. I think and I think it goes back to an old adage that we sometimes play uh, play by which is just trust your defense. So sometimes you're better off just score early, score in four turns or something, uh, and then just go, Yeah, you know what, I'm gonna score in four turns, but you're not gonna be able to score back on me. I'm gonna stop you from scoring. Whereas sometimes I think guys try and think that they they have to grind out, they have to score on the last turn for it to be a good drive when as long as you score and the opponent doesn't, you've had a good half.
0: Absolutely. And it's only six turns. So if you're yeah, score in turn very four. Quick. <laughs> yeah. Um Damn. All right. So and you know, Marcus is an old hat of the game as well. He plays a bit of everything, but he's been around around a fair bit as well. So another rough one. And speaking of, you know, tough opponents, but maybe different lists. Game four. Will Hoffman with the Renegades.
2: Yeah. That was a scary game, actually. <laughs> It was a very scary game. It was pretty much exactly how you would expect and I kind of did myself in because I actually spoke to Will before we played not knowing we would play and had let slip that uh, people had just been trying to rush a little bit too much against me and I'd managed to get behind them and take the ball off them. So he knew that I uh, had done that to people and was actively trying not to do that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the three the three big guys were, were just way scarier than I, I thought they would be, actually. Because uh, I guess from my first game in sevens, I thought speed would just be the best um, and that everything else was kind of secondary. Uh, but that game, I think, really showed me that strength five is still really, really good in sevens. Uh, you've got limited skills. It's harder because the players are kind of just all, all in a scrum sometimes. You, you can't really get those one die or two die blocks to knock uh, big guys down. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a scary game that kind of just, uh, he, he had a, uh, a bad turn where his, th- two of his three big guys uh, rolled once, so they didn't do anything. Uh, he still actually uh, did a decent job of um, protecting the ball. He could have done a little bit of a better job. He, there was one player that he moved in one square wrong, uh, which allowed me to dodge in for a four plus and two die uphill his ball carrier with a, a gutter runner. Uh, but the objective was actually just to, even if I, I just pushed his ball carrier, uh, I was pushing him into a one die block with my blitzer. Um, and so I knocked the ball down from there. And uh, yeah, it was a bit difficult for him to get the ball back. Um, once it kind of hit the ground and his big guys started bumbling around his troll was absolutely horrendous it it from that must have been probably about turn 4 i think and from there i reckon it was lucky to activate for three turns after that for the rest of the game it was horrendous uh it did get left high and dry a few times because once it failed that first one you don't really have the luxury of sending someone back to uh <laughs> to lend a hand to him to get him yeah to get him going but yeah that was that was actually a very scary game when uh it was such a like an odd list I guess a, a weird list where it's yeah. like oh, okay 3 big guys let's see how this goes um and yeah I I think there is a world where if he rolls a little bit better that game was uh, a a draw or maybe even a loss
0: yeah, it was it was a cool list. It's, it got me a little bit excited about the idea of renegades and sevens because, uh, from memory, it was the the ogre, the troll, the minnow, and the dark elf. Yep. I like, think the dark elf got dodge as the the only skill he could afford after that, and he'd just fill out yep. with linemen. But three strength five and three good strength five players. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Cool.
0: and still a dark elf. Um, I think I think
2: he could have he could have played it a little bit differently. Actually, now that I think of it, because he he probably uh, tried to use his big guys as part of the cage a bit more than I would have. I probably would have actually just been running my big guys into rats and saying to the rats, "Well, you either have to try and hit me, which is going to take you know quite a few players to to commit to give." Uh, two die blocks, or you got to try and dodge away from me, which you know, it, there's only the gutter runners that you're really going to want to do that with. Um, and otherwise, the the big guys are getting hits with mighty blow and hopefully removing rats. So uh, he maybe could have played a little bit differently, um, but I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Twenty twenty on every so.
0: time.
1: So that that one was a three mil win, um, but I think I came across would have been at least. Halfway through turn, uh, through the first half, and it was still a nil all game at that point. Yeah, it was uh, I, some panicked looks on, on both your faces. I think.
2: <laughs> I think I think it was uh, it was a last turn score in the first half for me, uh, and then I scored in two turns in the second half just to go to nil up, mm-hmm. and then from there he obviously had to try and do something and. Uh, that meant that his dice rolls were getting a little bit harder and harder to do, and, yeah, I think I ended up just scoring a third. That really didn't mean much um, in the context of the game.
1: Yeah. But it means something in the overall scheme of things. I mean, you went 11 touchdowns for the, for the day, five casualties, uh, but more importantly, f- all four perfect defences. So you didn't have a single touchdown scored against you.
2: Yeah, I don't like people scoring against me. <laughs> but in,
0: in sevens, with an all-strength three or less team, is an, a mean feat as well. So I think there's, you know, there's, there's some definite props in that one. Um, when, Thank you. I mean, you're playing mostly elves or Amazons. They're basically elves, right? So
2: <laughs> worse, worse elves. Yeah.
0: Um. Sorry, you know, probably matchups helped and all that kind of stuff with the, with the defense. It gives you some extra chances to score. But, yeah, damn, uh, that is the highest scoring sevens game I have seen <laughs> against DeVille. And then to, <laughs> to back it up with a 3-0 in the last one is 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 a fair old effort. So I think what, what was the total possible score? I can't remember.
1: Total possible was 108. So it was 27 around. Cool.
0: And that's 20 for a win, plus, you know, extra for three touchdowns and a perfect defense and maybe some cash. Uh, and you tipped it out 99
2: out no, of 108. I didn't. didn't crack the 100.
0: Nice. No, so, you know, room to improve. That's the <laughs> story here.
1: Uh, <laughs> Not much room. <for> <laughs>
0: no. And, you know, what is it? Like a clear 20 odd points away from the, the next player. So, whew what a day so overall thoughts this is this is pretty early on sevens um but compared to 11s what how are we finding it
2: it's really really fun it's actually more fun than i thought it would be um which is no knock on sevens i just do like 11s um and i think i mentioned to you when we played the first sevens games i had i had been falling out of love with global a little bit uh having played it for you know as long as I have and not really playing anything else, not really taking a break uh, during uh, the pandemic. I was playing in so many leagues online that it was kind of like I was playing almost a game a day, which maybe burnt me out a little bit. Um, but yeah, coming into Sevens, I was like, oh, well, this just seems like a, just a fun little thing to, to play. It's, it's um, a bit faster paced, which I like. I do like trying to play games fast. I think that's a bit more fun. Um, but yeah, it's, it's actually really, really fun. I like the, um, I think it's in a way it's almost a bit more punishing than 11s, um, with no re-rolls, uh, I think your positioning, your positioning obviously matters in, in 11s as well, but your positioning in sevens is, is really, really important because you don't, uh, have the, the players to recover, um. You don't sometimes have the players to cover the squares that you want to cover if you make a mistake with one player. Um, you know, you don't want to have to roll a go for it because you don't want to have to, a player fall down and leave holes. So, um, yeah, it, it's actually really, really fun. And I'm definitely looking forward to playing uh, more sevens. Love Excellent. It.
0: And overall thoughts between, you know, you don't don't just lay it on us but um you know thoughts of the day the tournament the pack what you might do differently what you liked
2: uh it was all it was all actually good it was uh the all systems go was actually really really cool i didn't realize how much i'd missed that kind of conventiony uh, or just having everyone kind of in a big hall playing games it's a really really cool feeling if people haven't done that before i'd highly recommend just going to even if you don't play, just go to a tournament for a game that you like and just kind of be in the atmosphere. It's really, really fun. Um I, I remember going to Cancon a few times and playing Blood Bowl there and and just, you know, it's fun finishing your game and then walking and going to look at someone's cool, you know, 40k army or Lord of the Rings army or something like that. So the 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 whole day was really cool. The the pack was um fun. I like the pack and uh, the fact that uh, you, you tried to promote the uh, lesser teams or the, the lower tier teams with a few more skills or a bit more money that they could spend. Um, uh, I, it
1: didn't I, work. We tried.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's kind of hard in sevens because you do, like, you're, you're already kind of handicapped. So I think sometimes people just want to play <laughs> stuff that they're like, well, I don't want to not do anything all day, though. I think uh, Johnny played Goblins, and I think he did okay in the end from memory. I think he got a couple of wins in there. Um,
1: so he, he got one win from the looks of it. One win, okay. On that, but yeah, ended up, uh, on a, let's just do this correctly, ended up 13th.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. So didn't do great, but I, that was very <laughs> much uh, him taking the team that he had, right? He's like, yeah. this is the team I've got. It I love it. It I've spent a bunch of time painting it. Um, I'm running it in 11s and That's I'm just an going nice to put point. it into 7s. Um, yeah, and it is
2: a very, very nice team.
0: So pretty. Um Yeah, and – Look, if if you're drawing or sneaking out a win in the day with with a goblin team, especially one that you you're not even really trying to you know optimize, um, you just just taking the cool stuff because that's what you've got painted. Absolutely, and I think you know with no limited inducements, no star players, you know there, there's only so much. There's only so many skills you want to put on goblins, right?
2: yeah actually that that's probably the big uh the big thing uh in sevens is the the no star players for those halflings goblins the uh, snotlings that they the stars in elevens are very 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 good and not having them in sevens probably does uh you're probably more if you if you do like football and you like playing both uh and you go to a, a an elevens tournament uh you probably more likely to play a a tier three team there and take a star and then in sevens play something that's a bit more uh a a higher tier and and try and have a a few wins though i i think there is definitely no reason why in this player's pack i i reckon ogres could win Mm -hmm. the tournament
1: yeah Yeah. i want to give extra props too to john because he, he came with goblins um, barring the fact that he took away, yeah, you know, the coolest team and all that didn't make it to Thoughtless Bowl two, but Thoughtless Bowl one he came along and played halflings. So and took our the, coolest team there as well. He did take our <laughs> coolest team as well, but like loving the tier three love.
2: Yeah, shout, shout out to Jono who goes to shout out to Jono's wife actually who goes lets him go to every football <laughs> tournament that ever has existed. Excellent. Oh.
1: I'm guessing Easy. we'll see him in a couple of weeks
2: then.
1: He, he chose
0: well. Um, well played, John. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that that's kind of the the overall kind of thoughts and feelings and stuff that we wanted to get from you. But, you know, it's just it's super cool to hear someone who's been playing Blood Bowl for however long kind of discovered Seven's new format. Tur- turns out the... Uh, you know the resume, the the skills are uh, cross. <laughs> they, they work, right? They're, they're transferable. They are.
2: They are.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Now, look, thank you for joining us. It's really, really interesting. Like like Jay said, like that that transition from eleven to sevens. We've done it. We've been there. Uh, we've been harping on about sevens for a while, uh, but also know, nice to know that we're not the only ones that you know, yeah. It is something different to 11s and it's uh, it's a bit of a special format. Nah, Definitely.
0: That's it. And I don't have the attention span. Like I, I looked at the, you know, all the guys going to the big V next week and just, you know, the idea of two days of, you know, what, two and a half hour games, I would actually die, <laughs> <laughs> literally die. Um, it, it sounds amazing though. So you're off to that one as well?
2: Yeah, so I, I think I'm playing in uh the Cheeky V, which is the sevens tournament on the Friday, uh, so I've been told. Um so so that'll be interesting. Um uh and then yeah, going to Big V, which will be very, very fun. I think if everyone comes it will be up there if not the biggest Blood Bowl tournament in a, that Australia's ever had. So um yeah, that'll be really, really cool and shout out to to Johnny for yeah. Putting that all together, he puts a lot, a lot of effort into um, a lot of different events uh, in yeah. uh, the Victorian Blood Bowl calendar. So, yeah, mad props to him. He deserves to have everyone come, and it'd be a huge success.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how he how he keeps a day job.
1: Oh, well, well, <laughs> we know mean, how this bus- could
2: almost be his day job soon, I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we know how busy he is, just on the sheer fact of, of how long it takes him to reply to any messages. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. But, yeah, no, I- I'm looking forward to that because I'll, um, I'll pop in and, and have a, a cheeky browse on this Saturday. I am very much looking forward to watching, not necessarily playing. I don't know if I could do the playing either, but... <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, no, it's, uh, no, you get you get there. This is, this is probably uh, one of the, the better ones to come into because uh, it's a bit of a later start in the mornings, and um, I, I think the uh, the larger tournaments are always good to, to have because you have uh, the different skill sets to kind of level out after a yeah, couple yeah. of games and so you uh, do tend after. to play people that are similar skill to you so yeah it's always good for newer players to come along to bigger tournaments because you'll you'll get a couple of wins
0: yeah it's it's not just the the seasoned hardcore vets uh yeah. bashing each other you get a real good mix and yeah i think the uh the rsl doesn't open till 10 or something so he has to go to for a later start which is uh Always good, especially after Friday night of sevens. So I'm really keen to hear how the like 45-minute rounds go. You'll have to keep me updated on that one. Yeah, that that I'll,
2: I'll probably say it needs to be even faster. I think <laughs> It should be 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> I reckon we could do that. We'll, we'll talk. Um, <laughs> speed round.
2: I, is there any
0: social media, anything that you want to promote before we, for yourself before we wrap up?
2: Uh, not really. I've, I, I used to go on, uh, I used to stream on Twitch and uh, do a few YouTube things and whatever else, but too busy now. My internet sucks. I don't even know if I could stream anymore. Um, I've moved from where I had the good internet, uh, which is unfortunate, but no, just shout out, play, play sevens. Uh, if you like Blood Bowl, you've played 11s, definitely give sevens a crack. It is different enough that you don't just feel like you're playing, uh, Blood Bowl. It's, um, Really fun. It's fast. It's snappy. It's good. And if you've never played Bowl before, then start with sevens and and work your way up.
0: Yeah. If it that intimidates is, you, that is the other half of the joy. It's a, it's an awesome way to kick off. Um, yeah. And it's so easy. It's so much easier to teach people sevens. Um, yeah. I've, I've tried both, and it's it's infinitely easier. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming along, having a chat again. Well done on the weekend. Congrats for the the taking it out. And, uh, Thank you. What else do we need to say?
1: Uh, I think we can pretty much wrap it up there. I mean, we we have said a few things. Obviously, Big V next Saturday, um, if you're around the, – it is Ringwood, isn't it? Yeah. Ringwood area? Yeah. Uh, if you're around there, check that out for sure. We will be – well, I will be there. I'm not too sure about you, Jase, but uh, the other thing is we've – Now teased on the social medias, uh, Thoughtless Ball 3 is coming and it's going to be completely different to anything you've seen before.
0: I mean, it's still probably going to be Blood Bowl 7s, but the rest of it can differ. The rest of it Uh, (laughs) 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 For something that's going to be exactly the same, it's going to be so fucking different. Pub rules, you know.
1: If you don't score a touchdown, you've got to run, run around the table with your pants around your ankles. That can we do
0: that? See, can we absolutely no? Um, <laughs> I'm, not <laughs> no sure, but- I'm not sure Rich would condone that. Um, yeah, so there's that. I know there's still a little bit of time to get into the thoughtless line people painting event as well. Mm-hmm. So quick shout out on that one. It's it's really, really simple. Paint alignment, line person, line folk, any team. Um posted Picture of it unpainted, and then then do the painting thing, and maybe take a picture of that one too. Um, and we will gush over all of them appropriately, um, and and give something away to somebody who did some cool stuff. Yeah. So that uh, so finishes
1: again. end of August. So we've still got a couple of days. Plenty of time to paint one model.
0: Shit tons. You can yeah. paint a whole seventeen by then. Get on with it. <laughs> um, and as always, um, the the patrons we have those, uh, you know, Facebook. Spotify, Bean, Podbean, Twitch, Twitch, fans uh, OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, and probably- importantly, if you get us a chance, um, we'd love to always chat about anything hobby, Blood Bowl, although the Lego channel's been getting a feral flogging lately, yeah. um, in Discord. So jump into the Discord, come and just heckle. Um, always up for
1: it. That is all the things I can think of. That's it. Thanks once again, Liam. Really appreciate you coming on, mate.
0: No worries. Thanks, guys. Done. Up the quality by a thousand. Guaranteed.
1: <laughs> That's it from us. Laters. Gotcha. <laughs>
0: Let's <laughs> go.